It's your boy Jay, a.k.a. Brother Soap. And after months and months and months of a hiatus, we are back with another official episode of the British Soap Podcast. This is episode number 20, and I am here with... The Kylie to my David, <laughs> Miss Lynn. Why? Why are you making sounds of disgust when I compare you to the best woman on all of soaps, Kylie, darling? But she's not. She is so very not. <laughs> all right, baby girl. So this is what I need you to do for me. I need you to. Give me some adjectives that describe how David has behaved since he helped cover up the murder his wife committed. But I need adjectives other than psycho because I cannot with Kylie right now. Idiotic, rude, inconsiderate. Inconsiderate? How so? How am I inconsiderate, darling? Oh, God, he's just full-out dickish. That is how David has been treating Kylie as a whole, and I just, I just can't. I hate Kylie, but I'm feeling a little bit of sympathy for her right now. That I, I just can't. <laughs> Why are you feeling sympathy for Kylie? Because David's being a dick. How so? What do you mean, how so? But listen, I'm actually serious about this, because see now, when I talked Coronation Street on the last show, now I talked with you and Rachel separately about this, and I think it's interesting, because Rachel and I have a completely different take on things than you and Kylie do, but I'm, I'm really interested in this. Okay, so now... I know you said you feel like both of them have been doing things poorly, but I'm really curious as to what you feel like David's issue is, because I, I just I don't understand that that mindset. What, what's David done that's really bothered you? It, I, I feel like because of the fact that he is the one who's doing most of the covering up and Kylie is kind of breaking down from the inside out, He's taking too much out on everyone else rather than taking or putting himself into it too. I mean, I understand. It's I I can't really explain it because it seems like he's. I know he is holding in like the anger and the stuff that hey, my mom's sleeping on top of a dead man. Yes, but <laughs> I I just I just. While he's adorable and cute and everything, I just don't particularly care for how he's acting. See, I think I think Kylie done slipped you some Kool-Aid, baby girl, and <laughs> you drinking the Kylie juice on this one. Because, see, I think the reason this is difficult for you to explain is because David has not done anything that was, uh, you know, completely irrational or rude. The only moment that he spent that was like that was when Callum's mom came by. Oh. And because, 
she had kept coming by. She'd been by, I think, like two, three times. He chose that moment to be really rude to her so she would be offended and not come back. And he did that very effectively. But otherwise, he's been keeping this cool and he's been acting rationally. The two parties who have been irrational were first Sarah, which drove me insane and I was glad she was gone. But then Coronation Street decided to make Kylie that. And it was odd because with Kylie, at first both Kylie and David were like on the same page and working to cover shit up and they weren't bugging at all. But now all of a sudden after Kylie has been cool, now for like to me it just came out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden now Kylie's not the tough girl anymore. Because she, it was her and David working together to keep Sarah quiet and calm. But now with Sarah gone, they just decided, oh, we need another woman to be acting irrationally. So let's make Kylie do it, even though they really didn't do anything to show why Kylie would be all of a sudden freaking out. I was just kind of like... Okay. I, I, I understand. It, it, it just kind of, you know, I, I I can't really explain it because you're right. I I, I understand. Yeah, I just think it's a little bit different. You know, adjectives I would use to describe David would be loyal, loving, committed, dedicated, focused, <laughs> helpful, <laughs> rational. I'm just like, <laughs> but Coronation Street has Kylie calling him psycho when she's the one that murdered someone. Yeah. How is it that you murder somebody, you kill you, and you open it up your mouth to call somebody who has never committed murder psycho because they aren't freaking out on you having killed? I'm just, I just, girl, I'm, I'm, I'm very mad at Coronation Street's writing. Yeah. <laughs> It kind of leaves you confused. It kind of leaves you confused, and that's why you're agitated. They 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 kind of just either do really big ridiculous storylines, really big good storylines, or stupid filler. And right now it has all three. So (laughs) it's a hot damn mess. Oh my goodness! Yes. All right. Well, quick word to everyone. So in the next couple of weeks. Miss Lindsay and I will be recording our best and worst of UK soaps in 2015 show. I think we're going to be calling that our year in special, if I'm not mistaken. That's what we decided on, yep. (laughs) Yep, yep. So we need your help in breaking some ties. We've got a few different categories that we are uh, trying to decide on. We're doing a little bit differently than we did uh, in previous years. We're actually going to try to come to some sort of consensus about who our favorites are for each category. So we need your help to break some of our ties. So please check us out on the Tumblr. Uh, On this episode, I have posted a link to our uh, survey where you guys can help us uh, break our ties and you can help us decide who we're picking for the best and worst of 2015. So after y'all listen, go ahead on and help us out and vote so we can break these tear ties and uh, come ready to crown some champions.
next episode. Yes. What else we got to say about that, Lance? Uh, besides I'm hosting it, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hosted by the Queen Diva. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Amanda. <laughs> yes. All right, baby girl, we're going to get right into it. Let us get into coronation to the street. I have already said mine, so we're going to throw it to you to break down the first of your what the hells for coronation. I kind of had mixed feelings about the Liz and Tony thing because I really hated the fact that they tried or put them back together, but I really loved the fact that they only did it for her to con him. So I kind of that as both of what the hell and the theme of the week. Yes, Yes, I'm going to just jump in and say that is definitely my scene of the week. I had it down originally as my what the hell. As the story was playing out, I was saying it was I was watching the show. Please let Liz be kind in this fool. Please let Liz be kind in this fool. So when that dumb ass signed the pub back over, and Liz was just like, you thought I would get back with you? I loved it. I was like, thank you, Coronation Street, because I was going to be so angry <laughs> and so furious. But she was, she, she did the dirty, and I love it, you know. I, I didn't like the message that, you know, it was wise for a woman to get back involved with a man that treated her so poorly. But it was obviously co- obvious that Coronation Street knew what it was doing because all the characters around this were telling her, girl, he ain't the one, boo. What you doing, boo? So, yes, you're right. That was fantastic. Yeah, because I wasn't sure whether to put it down as a scene of the week or what the hell, so I just put the starting point as a what the hell and the ending point as a scene of the week. So it kind of combines us two. (laughs) Agreed. Perfect. Yes, Um, ma'am. I... There is this filler story that is driving me all kinds of mad right now. And it is that little annoying schoolgirl Amy and her damn violin lessons. <laughs> and I'm thinking about this damn girl's violin lessons. I'm going to punch her in the Baby, the only time I enjoyed that was when she was torturing Simon's trifling ass. I loved it. I said, yes, girl, keep on playing that violin right in this abusive-ass face, girl. (laughs) (laughs) That is the only time. (laughs) I I, I just hate that. I hate that stupid filler storyline. If they could have, they could do anything with her you know i wouldn't be against her getting beaten well actually i would that's just rude but (laughs) but i mean that that simon i had three every all the simon stuff just needs to stop nobody wants to hear about a 15 year old abusive teenager who hits his mom nobody wants to know about that or see it. That's just terrible. I can't disagree, baby. <laughs> I can't at all. Oh, goodness. Well, um, 
Kali tripping on Psycho David was my first uh, what the hell. I'm still upset with that, and I don't. I think that's completely irrational, but, you know, Kato is coming, cross fingers. Yeah. <laughs> um, my other, I just had one more what the hell. It was a specific beat of uh, Lee Ann and Simon's story. So... Lee Ann is tired of Simon's bullshit, so she decides that Simon should go back and live with Ken. Well, the first issue I had with that was when Lee Ann dropped Simon off, she did not tell Ken that Simon had been abusing her. And I thought that was something very important for his grandfather to know. But then, you know, as Simon was in the household and Ken really wasn't putting up with his shit and Amy wasn't putting up with his shit and Tracy for damn sure was not putting up with his shit. Every time he acted out, Tracy was in his face and I loved it. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, my girl Amy, violinist to the stars, (laughs) kissed him off. He gets rough with her and hits her. And then she tells mom, granddad, everybody, Leanne, and Ava, who also knows, you know, tells Leanne, yeah. okay, and hey, girl, it's time to, you know, tell the truth, let them know what's going on. And so Leanne reveals that Simon has been abusing her, okay? This is my problem. Ken, Simon's biological grandfather, decides that the best way to respond to the news that your biological grandson is abusing a woman that is not biologically related to him is to cast the child out of his house and leave him in the house with the woman he's abusing. I was just like, what? You know, I have long had an issue with the fact that Corey has allowed Peter Barlow to be kind of cool with his son being raised by a woman that he's not biologically connected to. Like, I don't know if Leanne adopted him or whatever, but still, Simon is not her ultimate responsibility. They have no biological connection, okay? And when you hear that a child that is your kin, that is your blood, that is your biological family, is being abusive to another woman, it makes no sense that you as a grandfather would decide, okay, well, just keep staying with her. I'm just going to let him stay with you and keep abusing you because he had a little girl, so I can't have him in my house. I'm just going to keep him with you so he can keep abusing you like he's been doing for months. I'm just like, what? And, like, no one on Corey is seemingly cognizant of this. I mean, Simon has been abusing this woman for months. Like, mm-hmm. that, that, I mean, this, this to me is like a Hollyoaks move. Like, Hollyoaks 
would do something so insensitive as to keep an abuser living with the person that he's abusing. And I can't tell, I think Ava lives there, but Simon is going to run all over Ava. Zidane ain't staying there every damn night. Tracy Man Show ain't going to be there every damn night. So I just, I, I, don't, I don't, I'm like, what? You know, that, that, I mean, it's, just, it's completely ridiculous. Like, I, I don't understand. Simon needs to be living at that house with Ken. Like, that's his, they got the room, and they have more than one adult there who is not afraid of him, that child included, who can keep Simon in check. That's just too much for Leanne. And she's already taking care of Simon when, you know, Peter was in jail. For most of the five years I've been watching, Simon's been with her. I just don't understand this insistence on, you know, keeping this abusive-ass child who is now not talking at counseling, being an asshole still, only responding to a man. Like, I don't know why Coronation Street is not addressing how fucked up it is that this kid is just being allowed to stay with the, the woman that he's abusing. I mean, Ken even had this fucking ridiculous line where I think Tracy or somebody said, you know, you just going to kick him out? And he was just like, I did not kick him out. I just can't have him stay here. And I'm just like, bitch, that means you fucking kicked him out. Mm-hmm. So but I, I just, I, like, that, again, is something I expect to see from Hollyoaks. I don't expect to see something so completely ridiculous from Coronation Street. And I understand things are changing behind the scenes. But that bullshit right there, I was just like, I think that's probably the, that's probably one of the worst story beats I've ever seen Coronation Street play. And I'm just like, why? I just, I don't understand. You know? Yeah. Said so you got, got there to see that? I, I, I did, and okay. I was not know? particularly thrilled with it. Um, I, I was not particularly thrilled with anybody's reaction to the fact that, you know, except for maybe Eva's. Yeah. I was not particularly thrilled with how anybody found out about it besides her because she's the only one who got off her ass and did anything about it <laughs> or, or said anything and said you should do something about this and stuff like that instead of like Ken who said, I'm sorry, he can't live with me. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm just like, nope, I'm done. I'm done with you, Ken Barlow. I am done. Yeah. I have never liked him. I said last episode, and that did not make it even, that did not make that opinion change at all. Because you know what? I will give Leanne a pass because she is, she is trying to be the best mother that she can to this bastard child to a fault. And she's been dealing with a lot of stress mentally with this child for months. So I will forgive her lapse of judgment and not telling everything to Ken. But Ken, I cannot forgive. Ken ain't been abused for months. Ken don't have nothing going on in his life to where he's so irrational that he thinks that a good decision is to have a child that you're related to who's abusing a woman stay with her. I mean, I know Ken is an asshole who I think cheated on Deidre and other women for years, but I mean, this is fucking ridiculous. This is you allowing your grandchild to continue to abuse this woman. Okay, so let's say he kills Leanne. Is that cool? Because, hey, at least he didn't hit Amy again. 
Like I'm just it, it's just, it, this is just this is just I mean this is so stupid. Like I just I don't understand. Like what was the point? The the, the and the end of the storyline wrote itself. He stays at the Barlows and Leanne goes on her own. Ken and uh, Tracy stay on his ass until he gets his shit together. That was the perfect storyline. I actually enjoyed, you know, Ken dealing with his bullshit and Tracy dealing with the, his bullshit. Like, that was the first time I enjoyed those characters in years. Then all of a sudden that, and I'm just like, oh, What? So yeah, baby, this is the ongoing trend with Corey. You have a cool way a storyline could go. You got Andrea in, in love with Steve, and the thing is, she's going to try to break up Steve and uh, his woman. But no, all of a sudden, she's in love with Steve's best friend, and that's the story until they leave? No. Okay. You got her man coming to town to mess things up with her and Lloyd. But then, oh, he's just going to leave because he's sad. You know, you got the Leanne being stalked by a former pimp. Pulls everybody into the living room. About to kill everybody in the living room. Then Leanne talks him down and he just walks out the door. I'm just like, oh, Cordacious Street is fucking up so fast. <laughs> is it April at least, 2016 at least, psycho, at least they're bringing the psycho chick who stole the kid away back. Jenny. Well, at, Yes, but at least they're bringing Kate Oates. Like, I needed to be April 2016 now so I could see these stories because, ooh, coronation streets. It's like, I want to love it, but ooh, girl, they just, they be keep doing some irritating bullshit. <laughs> That's a mess, baby. Oh, Lord. All right, let's flip it and do scenes of the week. What were your favorite scenes from Corey? I liked the aftermath of the Alia telling everybody that she slept with Jason. I, I liked all the aftermath with that. That was really well done, I think. It's about time that something gritty happened with that family that made them feel like they were doing something and not just sitting there talking about chickens. Um, <laughs> whether they were all avoiding her and whatnot or not, it was just like, this is, this is fantastic. I, I really liked it a lot. Whether it brought her down or not, it was just, it was, it was good. I, I liked it a bit. Kind of a little bit of angst, <laughs> angsty angst. And, and, and my third one, I had three again, was, Mary getting bamboozled by the UFA, uh, the UFO guy. <laughs> what is up with him being married? What the hell? <laughs> oh my god, man! I felt for her. I I I I I hate Mary at the best times, but Norris made me laugh for one great time. Norris actually had the gall to say something that made me giggle in the defense of Mary being bamboozled and brought into something that, you know, could essentially ruin her life. And <laughs> then you learn that he's married and Deb doesn't want her to do anything because, you know, he doesn't want her to get hurt. And everybody's, it, it it's just, what I did see, it kind of, it kind of made me giggle a bit. <laughs> I'm going to keep going on uh, Mary's new 
friend, <laughs> apparently since he's married, uh, Brendan, whose name I hate, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I loved everything about him until he was married. <laughs> he was <laughs> because, a fantastic dude, and I was just like, bleh. <laughs> I put him in my scene of the week because he came to the pu- to the uh, the little shop, the corner shop, when Mary was just you know waiting for her magazine about the paranormal, and Norris was trying to you know read her and tell her how stupid it was or whatever, and Brendan just came up in there and put him squarely in his place for having the gall to question the supernatural and the mentality of people that appreciate it. And he needs to watch what the hell he says because they, they don't understand everything. I was just like, yes, you come in and you put Norris right in his place, son. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that because Norris, Norris does too much. He's too much of that goddamn busybody. So I liked uh, Brendan coming in and you know telling him what the hell was up. And I liked his first initial connection with Mary. I thought it was completely ridiculous that her dumb behind was trying to go alone with this food to a haunted house and with no fucking cell phone. That's not safe at all. That's completely ridiculous and I do not think Dev overreacted at all when he went to go see about his homegirl. But mm-hmm. yeah. I, I, I liked I liked his, his introduction, you know. I'm a, we gonna need to see what Kate else does with him, cause you know it could, it could be a mess. But <laughs> I yeah, like it that. could be a one hot mess, man. Hello. I I I I mean, it's kind of making me dig Mary a little bit, and that's hard to do, especially since I hate her. So so here's hoping that he could bring out some, you know, happy happy Mary, not overly happy Mary, like we always see, just. Happy Mary. <laughs> Agreed. Well, my next scene of the week uh, was actually kind of a small moment, um, but it was involving Fizz and Ty. Mm-hmm. So Tyrone had bought that little vacation for the babies because, you know, he was trying to do something nice for uh, Hope, I believe is that baby's name. Yeah, Hope's the uh, one with cancer. Yes, around the time she got the diagnosis, and Fizz was just vicious with him, just rude and you know, upset. You know how could he think about them having a nice time out as a family when she's got cancer? And she was just really rude every single time it came up. She was just really rude. But at a certain point, Coronation Street allowed her to stop, see her rudeness and apologize to Tyrone for being so rude. Because he's just, a, he's such a nice guy, you know. He was already abused by Kirsty, you know. He's a sweetheart. All he's trying to do is nice things for the women in his life. And I thought, you know, I understood, you know, Fizz was coming from a place where she's a worried mama, and you know, she was upset and everything like that. But all that bullshit with her, you know, getting in Ty's face, yelling at him, yelling at him, that just brought me back to Kirsty. I didn't think he deserved that when all he was trying to do was do something nice for the damn family. Um, and, you know, I, I was appreciative of the fact that they had Fizz, you know, apologize to Tyrone, you know. Now, I know he's been funny with his money, so there's probably going to be more coming uh, with that. But I thought that moment needed to happen because Tyrone's been through enough. Honestly, if we go through the next 10 years without anybody yelling at Tyrone, that will not be soon enough for me. He's been through enough. I need people off my goddamn Tyrone. <laughs> I 
I'm over it. <laughs> Shit. Um, and the other story that I was waiting for, and I loved every single minute of the way that it played out, we had Will Savage versus Will Hackett. And we had Luke involved in that drag race scheme, trying to prevent his sister's pictures from being all up over the Internet. I thought the way that story played out was excellent and perfect from beginning to end. I loved it, you know. I think one of the best parts about it was that once Steph knew the truth of what was going on, she didn't give a damn. She was just like, okay, you know, first, you know, she tried to appeal to, uh, I think Jamie is, is Will Savage's name. She tried mm-hmm. to appeal to the side, look, you know, I thought you loved me. You know, I let you take those pictures of me. That was supposed to be between us. How could you do that to me? How could you do that to us? And I don't even care if it is about money. Like, why would you do that to us? And just when it seemed like she was getting through, I think, you know, um, Luke might have came up and, and got in her, his face or either uh, Will Hackett did. Something happened, but it threw him off. And, and he kept getting focused on himself, and he owes money, so he's just going to do what he needs to do. And if Luke's going to have to race for him, Luke's going to have to race. So Steph, you know, after, you know, trying with him and trying with him and Luke doing his thing and she didn't want Luke to race anymore and, you know, she didn't want her man to be fighting them, she was just like, you know what? Release them. Release yep. the bitches. I don't care. Release them. Then everything's done. Then Luke doesn't have to race. Then we don't have to deal with this shit anymore. Do it. And I didn't think he was going to do it. <laughs> I thought he was, to me, it was stupid for him to do it because I'm just like, well, he's not going to get what he wants. Okay, so people see her pictures. That's, he's still not going to get the money or whatever. But his messy ass released it. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck. You know, and then you got to see Steph, you know, dealing with, you know, what I know that a number of women, you know, have likely had to go through. Probably men as well. You know, if you got shady ass exes releasing your shit all over the, the yep. See, you know, she's having to deal with, you know, her stuff being on Facebook and everybody and their mom being like, girl, are you okay? Girl, are you okay? And she's just like, if one more person asks me if I'm okay. You know, and she's kind of dealing with, you know, the thought of, you know, you know, what people might think because this asshole put her pictures, you know, on blast, you know, like that, you know. But I thought the resolution was good, too, because pretty much everyone supported her. I even like how they had her have that moment with Leanne. Yeah. She was talking about her history as a prostitute and how she dealt with people knowing that part of her life, you know. And I like them working together to kind of get Jamie at the end because uh, Andy, who I still want to call Gavin, (laughs) Andy, Gavin, Will, Hackett, and Luke was through playing with this fool. They walked up to the pub and was about to beat the shit out of him. (laughs) But then, uh, you know, here comes Leanne and Steph, like, don't trip. We bought the popo, <laughs> and the popo's got it. And I thought that was excellent, too, you know. Because, I mean, I, I thought as the story was playing out, I'm like, okay, now if this dumb bitch releases the pictures on Facebook or whatever, the shit's going to say it's from his fucking account. So I'm like, first of all, they're going to be able to take that shit down. And number two, they're going to see who released it. So I'm like, that probably can't be legal. And then sure enough, the police was like, nope. 
Yeah. <laughs> Snatched his bitch ass on up. And I thought that was cool, you know. Coronation Street doesn't usually t- do too much, too many stories about things that happen in modern times. Uh, you know, we're couches in the, can we fit the couch in the dough? Push it on one or two or three. That, that's Coronation Street most of the time. But I thought it was a good story. You know, it hit, you know, kind of the dangers of, you know, being too intimate with somebody you probably can't trust, you know, and he said the reason he did that shit was because she broke up with his ass, probably because she realized he was crazy and she needed to leave him alone, you know, but I thought it dealt really well with, you know, something that, you know, most of us younger folks in the modern age may have to deal with, you know, if we be doing all sex of time mm-hmm. with our people on the, on the phone, you know, you got to think about in the long term, that may not always be your boo. Yeah. And they, some shady bullshit to you, you know. So, and I didn't feel like it was too bad. Like, it, I didn't feel like it was overly preachy. Like, it wasn't saying, "Don't ever send sexy pics to your man." It was. It was just kind of like it was kind of like a classic after-school specialist back to you know, you know, uh, cautionary tale. But I thought it was told really well, and it, and it dealt sensitively with you know all sides of, of the situation, you know, because Luke was going to do what he had to do to protect his sister. He didn't even want her to find out what was up. She was upset that he was hiding something from her, and obviously Jamie knew and wasn't telling her. And then when those three all revealed, you know, that they knew what was going on, now you see Andy on the outside. He's like, now what the fuck is going on? Why are y'all up here whispering and I know something's going on? Why ain't nobody telling me what's up, you know? And just the way everybody got brought into it and the way it was I just thought it was perfect so mm-hmm. we need more of that with coronation street we need more of that we need more of uh you know uh, we'll build up with an actual resolution yes. and thank you all right miss lens well let's go ahead and get into the Goings on on EastEnders. Uh, go ahead and start us off with the what the hell. What did EastEnders do to make you say, what the hell? Everything I've seen the past, or ever since the wedding, actually, has been nothing but them fighting, and it's been kind of annoying. So I, I kind of want to see their friendship melt back up a little bit, but I don't know if that's going to happen with her or with Stacy's upcoming storyline. So the, what the hell is the uh, uh, just, breaking just, up of their friendship? Yeah, just as a whole. I mean, I I, I kind of liked them as, you know, best friendlies and whatnot. And then all this stuff happened with her losing the baby and and Kush figuring out her baby's his. And, and every, well, not that, you know, Shabnam knows because that would probably lead to you but you know it's just those those two were friends and then and and now they're not and it's sad (laughs) it's like they can't decide whether they want to be friends or not because of Stacy's mixture of bipolar and her not being able to take her pills in the right amount of you know way and <laughs> well I don't think it has anything to do with that Stacy know damn well she slept with that girl man and, and that truth ain't out so I think that's what's holding them back from uh, real friendship and I was mad kind of that you know the 
full truth didn't come out at that busted ass wedding that I really thought was not going to go off. Uh, but nobody told the damn truth, you know. And I expect, you know, if we're pushing this to Christmas time, it's going to probably all blow up about then. But I was just, oof, I was not. I'm so disappointed in Kush. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not happy with it at all. No. Shit. What, what's your other one, Boo? I hate Elaine. I liked her in the start. I thought she was great. And then she started hating on everybody that her grandkids liked. She flat out told Masood that he was that kind. He, er, er, She pretty much told Whitney that she didn't like her. I, I, just, I just want her to stop. She needs to either leave or live with what her grandchildren want because if she doesn't I will reach my hand through a TV screen or a tablet screen and claw her face off. Yeah, I'm good with her. She all right. I think she's kind of like she's not a real a real racist. I think she's just one of them chicks that just say the first thing that's on her mind. Kind of old school. May have a couple of little fucked up thoughts about the way things are, but is she a genuine racist who really has a problem with Muslims? No. Is she a woman that dresses like she's 20, even though she's probably near 60? That's my grand. And really has a problem no. with the way that Whitney dresses? No. That's just some bullshit they're putting in because of the story. I wasn't, I wasn't upset with her. And I did love her, uh, her line when, uh, when, uh, she was, uh, Ooh, what the hell was happening? I think it was she was talking to uh, her daughter. I can't remember why. I, I think it was about not inviting Shirley or Dean or something. Or I can't damn remember. But she just bust out, you are going to get such an I told you so when it all goes wrong. <laughs> really good. <laughs> I told you so. And she showed it, give her that I told you so. So I'm cool with Elaine. I like her. She's a mess, but if she, she <laughs> I ain't. Kinda, I kind of wish she would just tone it down a little. No, I, like, I think she needs to keep it right where no. she is. She okay. ain't Archie Mitchell. It's not that serious. She ain't Gavin, who looks like dude from Poacher Guy. She ain't him. <laughs> she just had a little bit of, she ain't Dean. She, she's fine. And I will never forget, she told Dean, she, she, she didn't she grab Dean by the dick when he was in the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, she did. yeah, yeah, she did. I, I commend her on that. <laughs> I, I wanted her to just rip it off right then yep. bleed That's out. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry, sorry, uh, sorry, Linda. I just killed your rapist in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So, do you have any other what the hell's for Easton? Uh, I I just can't with the whole Roxy and Dean thing. I I just I just can't. I, I I've been done with it for months. I I, I just want. I just want Ronnie to kill him. Ronnie can kill him, and I will be okay with it. You know what? I think Roxy should do it. Because, see, Roxy has been just a little too extra and a little too unaware, and I need her to do something that can help her come to some focus. I'm going to piggyback on yours and uh, say the first of my two what-the-hells. My first what-the-hell is just... The overabundance of female stupidity on East Enders oh, right yes. now. Roxy 
is subject number one. Mm-hmm. I'm lump her right in there with Shirley, who is subject number two. Yeah. Because both of these women are convinced that this rapist, who is a rapist, who's clearly a rapist, is not a rapist. So Roxy is living with him, being alienated from her sister, getting her hair chopped off, you know, having this person, you know, calculatingly, you know, get Roxy, get, get, try to get Roxy's sister out of her life, and she can't see a damn thing, you know. When Sharon told her ass, you up there sleeping with a rapist and it's a good damn, you're lucky that social services haven't been in there to snatch up your child. I wasn't mad at her, nope. and I was with her 100%. Because, I mean, honestly, everybody knows that he's a fucking rapist, and you're up here sleeping with him? Shirley, the same damn thing. Shirley and Mick were getting along. Shirley and Mick were building their relationship. But she continues to allow, uh, you know, uh, Mick having rational reactions to the ongoing presence of his rapist brother, she she lets that fuck things up. So she found out Mick knew Ronnie was going to kill Dean and said nothing. She only decides that's enough for her to disown Mick. Mm-hmm. Even though she knows in her heart of hearts her son raped his wife. And you're surprised that he would just not say anything to mommy who's defending the dumbass rapist about you know Robin, Ronnie trying to kill his ass. I mean, honestly, it's ridiculous that she expected him to care about that. And Buster was on that page too. I'm just like, no, sir. And then let's talk about Kim real quick. Oh, I mean, let's not. She need to, I, I really feel like she could walk into her house See Vincent having sex with Ronnie in her living room. And not care. No, and just be like, oh, it's okay, because I got a man who's paying my bills. Like, I don't understand why EastEnders insist on having this woman just be a slave to men. I mean, first she was fighting with either Chelsea, I think, back in the day, over some dumbass extra man who was on at the beginning of her storyline for like two seconds. Then she battles Denise over that trifling brother who tried to kiss Denise and Denise pushed him off, but then he said that Denise came on to him, and so Kim believed Denise. Now we're getting this bullshit with Vince. Vince is doing all this shady shit because he's a snitch-ass bitch. Yeah. <laughs> And what's Kim doing? Kim is just eating all that shit up, you know. Uh, I just, I need them to stop being stupid. I don't want to see stupid Kim. I don't want to see stupid Roxy. I don't want to see stupid Shirley. I need them with their brains intact in quality story because it's on my fucking nerve. We, I've seen this for too long for all three of them. But but yeah, I agree. I I think once if if this is the case on Christmas, if Dean is the one who dies and it's not some freak surprise death, which also would be kind of interesting because they did that on Emmerdale this year. They did that, you know. It, but but you know they if they do one of the freak surprise ones, like hey, let's kill 
for example, Lee or something, you know. No, don't even put that into the universe. No, it's already bad enough fat boys out the door. No, no, ma'am. Dean's got to go. Just like Arch Mitchell had to go, Dean's got to go. Yeah. (laughs) All I want to know is how it's going to get done. I loved everything about Ronnie pretending to poison his ass. Oh, God, that was was fantastic. Uh, Yes, God. But, but what was fantastic, though, was Vincent trying to play a fucking social worker. I mean, okay. So Vincent is in his feelings because Fat Boy did not spark with his sister. So he goes and locks that poor baby in a closet overnight to the point where he soils himself. Mm-hmm. Then the next day... Vincent wants to come back all counselor, like, I saw it in your eyes that something tragic must have happened in your childhood. Because when you walked out of the closet, you just had the face of an abused little boy. I'm like, bitch, what the fuck? You just locked his ass in the closet yesterday. Why the fuck you out here acting like um, St. Teresa or some shit? I'm like, what the what? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Baby. I've been done with been. Vincent since the second yes, he's stage. He's hot, uh, but, but he's, he's not much time or the energy. He's, he's kind of just there to, you know, snitch yep. <laughs> on the Mitchells. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I didn't see that twist coming. I like it. I thought that was interesting. That, that, that was, but he's doing too much, man. He's doing too goddamn much. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Well, the twist of any was a snitch. That was my first scene of the week. Nothing else really needs to be said there. Um, I'm going to say my other one because it's real quick. And that was uh, Nancy seemingly being interested in converting to Islam. Yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty awesome, too. I'm feeling it. I have never seen that story played out on it. So it's new, it's fresh, it's original. She seems completely genuine in it. I love it. So I really hope that that's that's where they take it because it's awesome. I love it. I I agree. I think that if she does, that would be a cool thing to play out because, like you said, you've never actually seen that happen on a – well, actually, I don't know. You've never really seen that played out on any scope, really. But I'm saying, yeah. So, so if they actually do it well, which this mm-hmm. is EastEnders, and they'll likely do it well, mm-hmm. it will end up being fantastic, and we'll be seeing yeah. another, hopefully, pray pray, another Muslim wedding. <laughs> yeah, it would be awesome. I think it would be awesome, baby. Yes. And real quick, I also thought it was awesome that, uh, surprise, Jordan is, is supposedly back up in town. I'm like, what? Jordan's back? <laughs> Are we about to revisit the Lucas storyline? Because at first I thought it was going to be Lucas. I thought Lucas had gotten out of jail for something. I was like, uh-huh. but uh, so I'm like, okay. Yeah. You heard it. Mm-hmm. Everybody like, mm-hmm, he going to be beating Ben down. I want to know if Ben going to beat him down with that dick. Ain't nothing saying Jordan got to be straight. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> But you know what? I feel like Easton's got too many uh, characters in the wind. Okay, so now we got Jordan out there. Something going on with Libby and uh, uh, Chelsea. Uh, who's uh, the baby daddy of Janine and Whitney's brother? Oh, um, 
Ah, crap. Ryan. And Ryan. Ryan, yeah. He's. His ass out there in the wind. I heard something about uh, Stacy's brother Sean supposedly coming back, or whoever the fuck he is. That they, is he the child predator? I can't remember child. <laughs> but he's supposedly coming back. Easton has got so many people in the damn wind. They need to wrap some of this shit up. How many months has it been since we saw Ryan for two seconds? How long? Is, they didn't brought Sandy Roscoe back before they brought Ryan back. And mm-hmm. we saw Ryan first. Yeah. <laughs> Too many of these characters in the wind. They need to get it together on these standards. <laughs> they drive me crazy with this shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you got for your scene for the week, Boo? Um, I had, <laughs> I have grown to love Carmel. I love her relationship with Denise to the point yes. where I would, I would just want them to be friend, best friends for life. Because by God, they are fantastic. Agreed. <laughs> they, all they she have to do is stand behind the counter and talk, and I'm just like, yes. Denise has needed a good friend since Zainab left. Uh, Shafnam was doing that for a little bit, but you know she's a younger thing, so it's cool that Denise has somebody her old own age who's cool as hell, who's already ready to let her move in since. Kim, all of a sudden, on a suggestion from Claudette, and her man is trying to sell her part of the BMB. Yeah, I I think my favorite moment between them, though, was they were sitting there, and they were talking, and I'm going to go to yoga, she says. And is this for a particular postman, she says? (laughs) Denise says, no, lies. Exactly. (laughs) She knows what's up. <laughs> she's she's just she's just that way, man. I I, I love that. I I love her. <laughs> Agree. And uh, I I really like the entire Ronnie storyline. I've liked it from the get go. I liked it from the jump. I like that that Mick wants to get out of it but somehow just keeps getting pulled back in at the same time. He's he's like the the Corleone of this plot, I feel. Like, hey, we're we're good, we're fine, everything's good and then somebody just brings them back into it and and, and yeah, I, I, I liked that or I I seriously like that and I can't wait until Christmas to see if it pans out to be that it's Dean who gets hopefully some kind of blunt object to the head or maybe blown up. I'd be okay with blown up. All right, everyone. So we are going to wrap things up by talking about what happened on Immortal. Miss <laughs> Lindsay, start with what Emmerdale did to make you say, what the hell? <sighs> I'm not sure whether this is a good what the hell or a bad what the hell, but I, I kind of disliked the entire reveal that it was Chaz doing everything at the bar. Preach. It's her fault that everything, or that she's going mental because the fact that she's sleepwalking because she's going mentally unstable because Aaron's in jail and everything. It's just like, no. I'm just like, really? 
This build-up is just to show that Chaz sleepwalks, and then she stabs Diane while sleepwalking. I was done. Then I saw, because that was one of those things that I caught uh, a spoiler of when I wasn't trying to. I saw Chaz stabs Diane in the middle. I was like, oh, my fucking God. What the fuck is this? And so... After I was watching episodes of EastEnders after catching that spoiler, I just thought to myself, the only way this would make any sense of this is if Chaz is like doing that Vicky Lord, uh, catatonic, multiple personality bullshit. Cause you remember, did you watch One Life to Live growing up? I did. Up? Okay. But so I, 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 like, yeah. I was like, Vicky Lord is the only way I could see that. And then like... One or two episodes after I had that thought is when you first see Chaz, like, walking all blank-faced. I'm like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Jesus. They are really going there. Yeah. It, it, I thought the episodes with the stabbing of Diane were effective. Like, I, I, was, I was in pain. I was like, oh, my God, but she actually stabbed her. But, yeah, it's, it's a mess. And I feel like the, the acting with, with the you know, freaking out, and it's too much, I can't, and the, okay, I'm going to hold you, I'm, I'm Kane, and I'm going to hold you up against a wall, and remember when we was kids, and it was yelling, and don't, we're going to count don't, in. Don't mention my love's name in such a way. Uh, <laughs> it's him. Were you, were you really effective when him and Chaz was up there counting the ten, like they was the count, one, two, three, five, five, six, seven, eight, nine, well, ten, really? I'm the number that. <laughs> yeah, I I I honestly wasn't a fan of that, but it was Kane, so it was worth watching. I was cool with it when she was at, in the jail cell by herself at the end. Yeah, I was that one, but baby, it was it was it was just too. Much going on in that episode, the looking crazy, the jumping because the wind blows, the just moving around and dodging like she's a football player, and the coming for my queen, Emma. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was not the one for it. <laughs> so, yes, I hate the story. It needs to be over as soon as possible. I can't with it. Yeah. Another thing that made me say what the hell is I'm really, 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 really sick of Robert versus, uh, what's his face? The other one. <laughs> Andy? Yeah, I'm done. I'm so done with those two. It is so, I, I, I just, I just can't deal that one of them just needs to die. And I hope it's Robert because I like Andy a little bit, just a little and I hate to admit it, but I really liked him with Bernice. And I really, <laughs> and I really wish that she would not have walked down the aisle with, for Lawrence. I really did. I wanted her to go back to Andy and say, dude, I want you because that's what he wanted to do. And it was sad. <laughs> this is my thing. I will co-sign uh, wanting Andy to kill Robert, and I will tell you that Andy is one of my three people on the scene of the week list, because when Andy played chicken with Robert, he did not swerve, and he told that bitch, back in the day, when we did this once before, guess what, I didn't swerve there, (laughs) I 
said, that's right. He been wanting to kill that bastard. So I was just like, yes, sir. You are number one in my book, Andy, do it. <laughs> so yeah. I love that. However, I cannot co-sign him being with Bernice any longer because, in my opinion, he doesn't deserve her. Yeah. I loved them when they were first together. I thought it was sweet. I thought it was unexpected. And I love the lady who plays Bernice. I think I she do, too. I think, she's, I, she's, I think she's fantastic. The problem was when Andy got hurt on the job at the farm mm-hmm. and Bernice advised him, hey, you go ahead on do what you do and sue those people because you remember they were uh, kind of being rude to Andy. Or there was something going on with the farm where they just weren't being as fair to Andy as I thought that he deserved. What Andy decided to do was to sleep with Katie and start getting back with Katie. Yeah. Like all Bernice was doing was being sweet and kind and wonderful to him, but he was leaving her to go mess with this rude-ass Katie bit. And I was just like, what? So because of that, uh, I don't think he deserves her. And then, you know, I was cool with Bernice, you know, getting her swerve on because Lawrence ain't been giving it up, so whatever. She needs to do what she do. Uh, but, you know, that whole thing where, you know, I didn't like her, you know, you know, wanting him and then him, you know, rejecting her again, and then she's crying. But then, oh, no, just kidding. I really do like her. So, you know, I can it's nice that Andy likes her now. I think it's too little, too late. Mm-hmm. I want Bernice with Dan. I need Carrie away from Dan, and I want Bernice and Dan together. I think they would make the best couple on that show because they're both cute. They're both funny. They're both fabulous. I think that would be wonderful. But Andy, no, he, he, I can't. Mm-mm, no more Andy. He could kill Robert all day. He ain't done enough in my book to earn some Bernice. Maybe in the future. If he grovels for like a year, but he needs to grovel to the queen because, yeah, he, he's slipping. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he's slipping. And I guess since we're on Andy, I will throw in my what the hell uh, related to him. Let's talk about Lawrence real quick. Let's okay. do that. Okay. <laughs> so, look, Chrissy finds out, or she sees... Andy and Bernice kissing the night before Bernice marries Lawrence, and she hears the Magrina go have sex. Okay, we go with that. So she tells Daddy, who is upset but understanding, because in my mind, he gay, he know he gay. Yeah, <laughs> yes, too. They flat he out just, said we made, you know, yes. we made sacrifice or me and your mom made you know this is my theory lawrence has no problem letting bernice sleep with who she wants because when he was married to chrissy mama he slept with who he wanted i doubt that she had a a knowledge of all that but that's what happened so that's why i feel like he cool with it okay Okay, i'm cool with that it's mature whatever whatever this is my problem lawrence then goes to andy And tells Andy, if you come near my wife again, I will make you disappear. Mm -hmm. So immediately I think back on the scene between Lawrence and a bitch that we know named Robert. When Robert called Lawrence a puff to his face. 
told Robert that he had spent years playing on Lawrence's affection for him just to get ahead in the company. And uh, did Lawrence disappear, Robert, after that? Yeah. Did Lawrence tell his daughter what Robert said so she wouldn't marry him after that? No. He did nothing. But Andy having sex with a woman he really ain't attracted to because they're gay. He gonna use that thoughts, that knowledge, that that's why he gonna make somebody disappear so somebody could basically call him a faggot to his face. That's cool. That somebody could also be fucking his daughter on the regular. That's cool. And have access to the family money. That's cool. But a man who's in love with another woman that he's not sexually attracted to, they give in to their feelings, and that's enough to have that man disappear from Earth? <laughs> yeah. That's a Hollyoaks move. That's, see, every day I was dipping into that Hollyoaks territory. Too. I was just like, no. And then, now that was bad enough. But then... Lawrence is mad at Chrissy because Chrissy thinks it's completely ridiculous that her father would be so understanding of a woman that cheated on him the night before they got married. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Lawrence is all, well, you'll need to respect my wife, and if you don't respect her, you know what to do. And all I was thinking was, hmm, I wonder if Lawrence had caught Robert fucking Aaron the day before Robert was supposed to marry Chrissy. And then Chrissy and, and then Chrissy was like, Oh, it's cool, Daddy. Yeah, I don't I don't think that would have flew. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Chrissy, who I think it's very justified in her beliefs of everything, but she's just expected to just be like, Yeah, it's this is completely normal. Yeah, I'm just going to be completely trustworthy. It's heifer that fuck somebody else the day before your wedding. You know? Now, of course, the grand scheme of things, I think, you know, Bernice is genuine. She ain't. She likes the dude. She probably realizes in her heart he's gay, and she's just trying to be nice, whatever, whatever. But still, it's, it's Lawrence that's the problem here. Because the way he's been written the entire time has just been a mess. He let Robert run over everything. You know, he was a dummy for Robert, let him get away with everything. But now he has this irrational anger towards Andy and his daughter that's completely misplaced. And I'm just like, no, sir, stop. Stop. It's driving me crazy, babes. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree full-heartedly. Yeah. No, all right. I'm through stepping over you. That's um that's my what the hell there. What else you got for you what the hell? Oh, uh, for what the hell? I want to see how this plays out, but I don't like the extreme quickness that went from when Carrie started eating fat things and they just miraculously brought out a big ass bag of sweets and then the next thing you know she has Diet or uh, diabetic eye thing. Nopathy, I think it is. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, they could have, you know, built it up a little more. They couldn't have. They could, you know, but they just did it in like a two episode stint. Oh, here's a handful of gummy worms. Handful, handful, handful. Oh, look. 
I found a whole bunch of sweets up in my daughter's room, and you're handing them to her, and you're making her sick. Ah, uh, blah, blah, blah. I, I'm just like, you're, you're, you're rushing into something, and then it's not going to have a good payoff because it was a whole one-day thing. And now she has, like, 30 different color eye patches. How many yes. eye patches can you get in a day or in less than a day? Preach on that. That has to have more colored patches than there are colors in the rainbow. It is ridiculous. You know, baby, if this involved a character other than Carrie, I would be mad. But, you know, I can't stand Carrie, so I don't need her on my screen for a long time. I think they tried to do that thing, but they said this has been a long-term problem. But honestly, any story involving Carrie... Unless it's her breaking up with Dan so Bernice could get with him. I don't care. <laughs> but, yeah, I do see what you're saying. It was kind of quick. If it was somebody else, I would have been more bothered. But because it's a character I don't like for the most part, I'm like, whatever. Just get off my screen. When she breaking up with Dan? <laughs> That's all I care about with this heifer. <laughs> oh, goodness. Did you have any more or was that your three? Oh, uh, that was three. Mm. Okay, I have uh, two quick ones. Um, I'm mad at Priya. I'm, I'm glad Nikhil is back. Love him being back. Love everything about He's the so turn. Crazy. Love him down at Debbie. Love him being best friends with his boy David again. Love, love, love. Love him talking shit to Jay. Love. What I don't like is Priya and Jay, of course Jay, being mad with Rishi and Nikhil for him coming back to the business. Priya especially because, you know, Priya, you know, was upset that, you know, after she was announced the CEO or whatever she was announced, here comes Nikhil to come and take his role in the company. Now, I don't think Rishi straight up said that that meant that her role had to completely be gone, but Priya just up and decided that she was going to be done. If she couldn't have everything, she needed to be done, because her dad obviously hadn't respected her. And I was just like, no, Priya, you've been there to see Jay going on this downward spiral, so you understand your dad wanting to bring someone in to help out. Like, I, I could see how Priya was acting was how I thought Jay should have acted alone, you know, like, Priya should have been understanding and been like, oh, Nikhil's coming back? Cool. How long are you staying? You're staying for long? Like, I think she should have been welcoming. And then the story should have been about those three being together and, you know, Jay acting the fool and them keeping the company afloat while Jay is acting the fool. But for Priya to overreact and quit her job and act, I was just like, why? Stop. It's stupid. What are you doing? And then I think she even had a conversation with Jay where they were kind of like, yeah, Nikhil's the devil. I'm like, Priya, your brother was doing coke on the job. Mm-hmm. You got amnesia? Are you on Hollyoaks? Do we have Hollyoaks amnesia going on with this? this? They should just okay. move there. And then we can hate them there. Hey, but I can't. Ugh, I was so mad. Did you, did you watch that foolishness? What did you think? Uh, I, I, I love I love Nikhil. I find him attractive. I would do all kinds of things to him. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I meant about Priya, though, girl. <laughs> but I do, I do, uh, I, I do agree that uh, Priya was a little not herself. I, I feel that they kind of led her on 
and then her disappointment they never even they, he never even said that she got the job as the head she just was told hey this is temporary they even said hey this is temporary because we have Nikel here she was even told that and then that was when she went nuclear and i was just like no that's 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 just not cool I do love how um, Nikhil was about to spill the beans about Megan's bundle in the oven. Mm -hmm. But then his cute little Canadian girlfriend, who I love, I love the actress that played her. I thought she was great. Tanya was an adorable little thing. Oh, my God. She was was great. Uh, But but Jay decides to use Tanya to play Nikhil, which at first I liked. But then the heifer went a little bit too damn far when he took pictures of that. This is the week of people taking pictures, inappropriate pictures. Taking pictures of that woman and trying to blackmail uh, her into getting Nikhil out of town. Uh, and I love that she told him the truth. But I love that his anger over that and, you know, it, Jay's, you know, overround, overall, you know, bullshit behavior led Nikhil to say that he was staying in Emmerdale until he saw Jake and Jay broken and crushed down into nothing. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. And then he's keeping the secret about that baby with Megan. I love it. I wish he was staying long term because I'd like to see him and Megan hook it up. I think that would be nice. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be out soon. But I'm loving his return. So I think it's I think it's great. what I saw. He's staying until next year. Oh, that's Something good. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. But yes, uh, Priya was getting on my nerves. (laughs) Well, uh, I have one last what the hell. Let's talk about my boy Patty real quick. Jesus Christ, Patty. Oh, Patty. I love me some Patty, but for some goddamn reason, Patty kept finding excuses to go and beat over and over again this dead horse about I love my wife we can't talk we can't communicate call me don't call me I don't want my wife to know Patty is doing too much and I actually like him with this lady and I hope they find a way to make it happen but Patty is just being too extra like Rona does not know Rona has no clue but Patty keeps acting a natural fool in front of the lady who all of a sudden is his son teacher and I'm just like oh Jesus Christ Patty will you come the fuck down <laughs> and the ladies even say the same thing calm down it's fine ain't nobody noticing nothing if you stop acting weird it would be fine mm-hmm. I need him to stop acting weird because he's doing too much god damn it yeah agreed again <laughs> oh goodness alright Donna what about scenes of the week what you got what else you got for your scenes of the week Nicola coming home she climbed up that scaffold thingy broke Priya's window in I'm sleeping in my bed and starts throwing Priya's shit out of the house and telling Jimmy Uh that he doesn't she doesn't want anything to do with him and then they end up kissing and then they end up not kissing and they end up hating each other and they go back to the way and I was just like yes I I love that Nicola like I think having Nicola back makes the show a lot happier 
without the heaviness. I, I, I was just like, yes. So glad she's off maternity leave. Well, for me, my final scene of the week was Emma getting in Chaz's ass. My queen, I don't care that she accidentally tried to kill James. I don't care that she stole Chaz's passport. I don't give a damn about none of the messy things that Emma do because she's a queen. If James hadn't cheated on her ass back in the day with Myra, she wouldn't have snapped in the first place. But my girl, she die hard about her man and she don't like people messing in her damn relationships. So she does things a little messy sometimes. You know, Chaz seems to be, you know, being too much of a bitch and so so like, oh, I need to teach this for a lesson. So let me just lock her in this basement right quick. <laughs> and almost kill her accidentally because of the gas. You know, I just, I love Emma being messy. And I also love that she is trying to uh, change her ways mm-hmm. and, you know, be a mother and an honest woman, you know, for her fam. So she told the truth. She got caught out. You know, everybody figured out that she pretty much locked Taz up in the house or the pub so she finally admitted okay fine i locked you in the pub i think it was uh i think it was finn's big mouth i can't remember who it was maybe it wasn't finn but who said well it's just like the passport thing too in the pub so she admitted okay yeah i stole your stupid ass passport so you couldn't leave a man whatever she admitted her truth but what she wasn't gonna do was to take blame for bullshit that she did not do. And what she also wasn't going to do was to deal with her family not believing uh, her truth, you know. So mm-hmm. I was glad. I loved it when she snapped and she went to Chaz and she, and she closed up the door and she was along with Chaz and she was like, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to turn my family again. Against me, but I'm not the one to be fucked with. Hey, keep on fucking with me, you're gonna regret it. I was like, yes! You tell her, Emma, because she's doing too much right now with her crazy ass. And I actually thought Emmerdale was gonna go a different way than they did because we didn't hear from Emma after that. So I thought Chaz, like, had snatched Emma up <laughs> and was holding Emma somewhere because Emma was nowhere to be seen. But come to find out, Emma was hurt that her family did not believe her, so she left town. And she wasn't about to come back neither because when the family came back and found her, she was, you know, they still, obviously at the beginning, did not believe her. And she refused to go back home until her family, um, you know, believed her. And she was telling the truth, so it was fine. Yeah. Uh, but I just thought, I thought the way that was played was so well. And I appreciated that Emma got her strong woman on. She told the truth to her family, which she didn't have to do. She, you know, told Chaz she wasn't taking none of her bullshit, and she made her family accountable for their behavior towards her. I loved it. I love Emma. She could do no wrong. I hope she stays after uh, Kate Oates leaves because the woman is excellent. I love her. (laughs) So, yes, love Queen Emma versus Chaz. I love it, love it, love it. All right, baby. Well, it's about wrap-up time. Uh, who is your pick for the fucking best character of them all? I thought that because of the cuteness and the, you know, annoyingness, uh, the annoying helpfulness, and the fact that I am just seriously in love with the man, Kane Dingle, 
was my favorite character this week because they they kind of showed his cute side with his helpful side, even though it was done really, really poorly. I feel like with the whole Chaz thing, I loved him with his son. He's finally acknowledging the fact that, hey, my son, let me hang out with him. Yeah. And he does. And he has fun. And even Debbie points it out. Hey, you're having fun with him. Yes. Cuteness. Love it. And then, you know, everything having to do with Chaz until, you know, she finally goes and says, hey, I did it. And then, you know, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to go with my Lord and Savior, Kane Dingle. And I'm going to go with the most loyal husband of them all, David Platt, who should be getting no shit for doing everything he needs to do to keep his sister and his wife out of jail for killing a wannabe rapist, drug dealing, trifling ass, callum ass bastard. David is everything. Kali is tripping. She the psycho. He the hero. <laughs> Point blank period. <laughs> Shit. So with that, everyone, you can check us out on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash British Soap Podcast. You can also find us on iTunes at British Soap Podcast and press the subscribe button there and you'll get all the episodes all the way back to the Hollyoaks podcast that I wasn't even on yet. <laughs> That's right. But also on iTunes you can find Lindsay Amanda's <laughs> Hollyoaks podcast. Have you? How I found you. <laughs> yes, that's how I found you. All the way back in 2008. That was almost 10 years ago, dude. Yes. Holy yes. Shit. What was, is it Oaks Daily, right, baby? Yeah, something like that. I only yes. did like four of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, if you search for Oaks, you can see her show, too. Yeah, all <laughs> so, four yeah. episodes, baby. Rock on. You can see us both. Y'all can hear, listen to us both when we were podcast babies. Now we pros up in this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. And on the Tumblers, you can find us at Tumblr.com. Just kidding. BritishSoapPodcast.tumblr.com. And brother to the soap, no to the, at tumblr.tumblr.com. I'm fucking all this up. <laughs> and, and I'm not re-recording it. <laughs> and I'll do this one right. Lindsay Amanda, that's L-Y-N-D-S-I, Amanda, dot tumblr.com. You'll know when I'm there. <laughs> yes. And my Twitter accounts are UK Soap Podcast, yeah, baby. UK, UK Soap Podcast at twitter.com is where you can find the shows. <laughs> and then you can find Jay at Brother Soap on Twitter. And you can find me at Lindsay Amanda. I'm not spelling my name out, it's already been spelled out once. L Y N D S I Amanda. What? Yeah. Again, you'll know when I'm there. <laughs> because there I put stop. <laughs> Yes, and again, please help to break the ties between us by voting in 
2015 year in special survey or whatever the hell I called it on, <laughs> on Tumblr. I will be linking it in the show notes on the Tumblr, so please check it out. Um, for those of you who watch Scream Queens in the UK, we will be releasing the third episode of Scream Queens on the day that the finale airs in the UK. So um, uh, I'll probably put the episode up if any of you are, are American and have already seen Scream Queens, uh, so you don't have to wait a month for it because it's not going to air in the UK until January. I'll probably put it up on my personal Tumblr, the Brother, Brother Soap Tumblr, and definitely SoundCloud at some point this month. But I'm going to save uh, it for the British Soap Podcast Tumblr until uh, the day it airs in the UK, which I think, if they keep showing an episode a week, will be January 18th. So, you know, I'll post it to Tumblr so people can be like, how did they get it up so fast? They're so fast. It just got off TV and it's already up. Because we win, and we got it. See, this is how it works. Y'all British people get Hollyoaks first look first. Us Americans get Scream Queens first. Whatever. First look a month in advance. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I can tell you, because I've seen it, my our girl Lindsay still hasn't even seen the finale. I'm looking it forward to it, though. It is fantastic. The series wraps up beautifully. Ryan Murphy did it this season. I, I give love. I'm not watching that American Crime Story bullshit. No, no. no. I will watch American mm. Crime. I will not watch American Crime Story, because the American Crime, if y'all haven't heard it yet, y'all, new show coming out in January, American Crime, they're doing male rape, and I have a feeling they're going to put Holly Oaks to shame. I can't wait for that. <laughs> so, American Crime, watch y'all. American Crime Story, which will be them doing O.J. Simpson, no, 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 pass, y'all. Don't watch that bullshit. <laughs> Don't watch it. <laughs> Oh dear. All right, Miss Lynn. What closing words we got for the listeners? All right. Look out for the look out for the uh end of show or end of year show. It's gonna be hosted by me this year again. Yeah, so thank you guys for listening as usual. Until next time I will say tell it to the palm. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>